Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Corey Willis with PVI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Cass from Diesel Doctor of Tennessee, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today. We have a really cool giveaway. So basically, all you need to do is go on iTunes to the Diesel Podcast and give us a review, and then head on over to Instagram and send us a message. You can find us by searching the Diesel Podcast and just let us know that you left the review. What we're going to be giving away is a gift card for you to get closer to buying truck parts. So whether you want a turbo, a transmission, rebuild kit, injectors, injection pump, program, or anything you want, we're going to be giving that away, and it's going to happen here shortly. So just follow those easy steps, and we'll hook you up. On today's episode, we have Nitro Gear on, and we're going to be talking about regearing vehicles, all different kinds, Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke, and also going into a build that's super cool. So Carl is joining us, and he's got an F450 with a 6.7 Cummins swap. It's the ultimate camping rig. You guys are going to love it. And we're also going to sprinkle in some talk about Toyota diesels, which is going to be a first on the podcast. Before we get to it, though, we want to remind you guys that Alligator Performance is having Hunting for Horsepower this Saturday, September 7th. It starts at 7 a.m. If you're anywhere near Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, you want to mark that off. You definitely want to go. There's going to be a ton of vendors, trucks, tons of different things. This event has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's one of the, the most popular and the best ones to go to that's out there in, in the diesel community. All right, let's get to the podcast with Carl and talking about gearing. Carl, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I am uh, very excited to chat with you about a lot of things related to diesel trucks, gearing, and off-roading. And it's going to be fun to chat with you today and, and pick your brain, so to speak, on uh, on axles and gearing and diesel trucks. Yeah, sounds good. I love talking about that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, my name is Carl Montoya with Nitro Gear and Axle. And uh, what we do is gear and axle type parts for all types of vehicles, um, you know, diesel stuff, off-road stuff, muscle car stuff, regular repair parts for, you know, pickup trucks and everything in between. Well, last time we chatted with, with Jeremy, and he was telling us about why it's important to re-gear even a stock, you know, a, a truck with stock tires. And... For the podcast cover on social media, we used your vehicle, and it's really cool. We didn't get to go into details on it with that previous episode, but I wanted to ask you, what do you have and what did you build? Um, you must be talking about the F450-based yep. RV that I've got. Um, <laughs> it's not your typical RV. It's a F450-based pickup truck chassis, not the van, and it when I got it, it already was an RV, a company called Explorer, starts with an X, uh, real limited production. But um, I thought it was kind of cool because at least it was four-wheel drive and a diesel already. Had the 6.0, which didn't last long. Um, did everything that you can do to upgrade it, which also still didn't last that long. And I had a lot of problems in between, just all kinds of every trip I went on, random sensors and things like that. So... Um, 
you know, along the way, kept it kept it going, and you know, I I thought you know this RV is pretty cool, but it doesn't really look like it's four wheel drive. You know, it had fiberglass skirting and stuff like that. So um, I wanted to go a little bit bigger on tires, but and I wanted to get rid of the dualies and go to a single rear wheel, um, but needed something that could handle the weight capacity. So went to um, tried a couple different combinations, but ultimately it's a Goodyear military tire, which is a 41-inch tall tire, Um, and, uh, you know, fit that with some Bushwhacker cutout flares. So it's really only two inches lift over stock, but it's got really massive tires on it. Um, Bigger than I'd originally intended, but it uh, was kind of what was needed to, you know, get into the weight capacity I wanted to feel comfortable with having singles. So they're good for like 7,000 pounds a piece. Um, and they ride really good, drive really nice. Um, with that, the major change in gearing because you put a taller tire on, reduces the RPMs, and you know suddenly there was no fifth gear anymore. And I mean, it barely got out of its own way. So uh, the factory gearing on that truck was 430s and regeared it to 538 gears. And you know this is a 17,000 pound rig with a cab over fiberglass camper. It's got a queen bed above the cab, a queen bed in the back, a slide out. I mean, it's a massive truck and it was totally happy, you know, going over any passes, also towing a bunch of weight. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) kind of a do all thing and you could use it in the winter. Um, You know, I'm at different ski areas all winter long, all over the Northwest and live out of it on weekends pretty much. And you know, it does the job even if it dumps snow. I can just throw it in four-wheel drive and and motor along. Ultimately, uh, I was on a trip down to Moab for an off-roading, a Land Cruiser event, and I was uh, flat-towing a vehicle with it, but uh, was having blowing coolant and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I told myself if it blew again, then I was going to do a come and swap, and I called the guys at Diesel Conversion Specialist in Kalispell, and they're like, yeah, bring it in, so... I brought it to them, I limped it there, dropped it off, drove the towed vehicle home, and then they brought it out to me like a month later with a Cummins 6.7 in it um, out of an 08 Ram, um, the twin turbos, and uh, utilizing the factory trans, um, but with some, some modifications, and I mean, man, it just made the vehicle. It's it's been so much more reliable since. Uh, you know, I've always been hesitant on engine swap vehicles because I I choose the reliability over any sort of performance. Because you know, if I'm driving across the country towing with my family and everything like that, I I don't want to be worried about EGTs and all kinds of other things. Uh, you know, I just want it to work. <laughs> but uh, it's been it's been totally reliable. Um, I ended up upgrading the transmission to to an ATS. Uh, built unit, um, which has been great. But even with that Cummins, had I not changed the gear ratio, I mean, it just would, there's no way it would have, you know, been able to do what it does. As far as the the swap, I know it's really popular. And a lot of times when they happen, the guys are keeping the 5R110 in it. How, how would you say the performance, not necessarily performance, but just the driving experience is having a Cummins engine behind a Ford transmission and just how, how does it behave differently or what does it give you 
um, it, you know, as far as when you are on a trip or you're on a trail or something like that, just how they're synchronized together? Um, it actually, they've got it working pretty well. I mean, it just, it just works, you know, it, uh, the big thing I noticed with the Cummins versus the Power Stroke is the Power Stroke, I mean, it had, it had plenty of power, but it, it was a higher power band. It wanted to be at higher RPM and, you know, so you'd, you'd peter out and then it would drop in the RPMs and then it would downshift and rev like crazy and pull hard and then it would shift again. So it was kind of, it felt like it was always wanting to shift and always wanting to run a little bit higher RPMs, even with the 538 gears. But the Cummins, it just, it just, it just goes. And, uh, we chose a six seven because uh, really the five nine was probably the more popular swap at the time um, for simplicity, but there are just not a lot of them out there that are low mileage. And you know, found a six seven from you know a wrecking yard that we deal with sometimes that uh, had everything with it and low mileage and um, just made it uh, a good a good swap. And the guys that diesel conversion specialists they had only done a couple at the time and so they had they had some things to work out but they got it all done in a pretty good time frame and you know i haven't had any issues with it in terms of programming or tuning or anything like that um i did swap the turbos later on uh lenny at dynamite diesel built a really nice set of turbos and the the main thing was is all the piping and everything um you know, all metal bends and stuff like that, so I don't ever have intercooler boots blowing off and stuff like that, which I, I did have an issue with. That's the only thing I had had an issue with, um, even when I had the power stroke. What's so cool about not just this truck, but just seeing in the in the diesel community over the years, and we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, is I was like, I sunk a bunch of money into my truck, and the last thing I ever thought to change was gearing. It just yeah. wasn't something that, you know, it's like, well, I, I just didn't see the importance of it, but that's definitely changed. And I wanted to ask you, you know, as far as your experience and, and the things that you're talking to people about every day is I think that the diesel truck owners are definitely more aware and definitely are seeking out information on efficiency. Maybe, you know, we're not talking about race trucks or things like that, but what are you guys seeing out there, you know, with the newer trucks and questions people are asking you and, and ways you guys can increase the performance with is changing the gearing. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, so there is some truth behind all of it. I mean, a vehicle that, you know, if, if an engine makes more low-end torque, um, you know, there is less of a need for lower gearing and bringing those RPMs up. However, there's a breaking point for everything. So a lot of the factors are, you know, bigger tires. So almost everybody, you know, with a 4x4 four by, four by four diesel truck, I mean, you've seen when they come from the factory, they've got tiny tires with about two feet of wheel well space above the wheels. So everybody, um, you know, most people are putting a little bit, even a little bit larger tire on, yeah. even in a stock setup or even just with a leveling kit. Well, you know, say, you know, the new tire is, 10% larger, you know, that's 10% less RPMs on the highway. The gearing that they're putting in the trucks nowadays is so tall that they can't really handle that extra 10% because they're geared to run at the lowest RPM possible for the highest, you know, EPA MPG rating in a non-real world scenario. So like pretty much downhill with a tailwind, I think, is how they gear them. But um, 
you know, you put a little bit bigger tire on and suddenly now, especially if you're towing or something, it's going to drop down a gear. Well, that step down to the next gear, you're revving even higher than you would be had you had a lower gear ratio and just stayed in overdrive to begin with. So we're seeing a lot of people that, you know, say they had a, a, a first or second gen RAM and then they go to a new one and they're like, man, this thing just doesn't pull like my old one used to or it just feels like it's shifting all the time on the highway and it's like, well, your last one might have had 410 gears in it and this one has 342 gears. You know, so that's a huge difference. And so a lot of these trucks nowadays are kind of coming from the factory already needing gears. So with, you know, not necessarily the most ideal ratio, but then you put a bigger tire on and it blows it out of the water to where, you know, the factory gear ratio just doesn't work anymore. So then you start bolting on turbos and exhaust and programmer and all this kind of stuff. And you're making a bunch more power. But you're still not putting it to the ground at the optimal RPM. So even 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 the trucks that are built with all that power still can benefit from the gearing. Well, that's the thing with it as well is is it's not it's something that's always in play. So when you're upgrading the gearing, whether it's unloaded, whether it's towing, whether it's going on a trail, whether it's at the racetrack or something like that, you're getting the benefits. Of it, and it's something you can actually feel. Having you know, ridden in trucks with with upgraded gearing, you you feel it like it's a noticeable difference. And mm-hmm. and that's one of the things we want when we modify a truck is is this helping? Is it you know saving my transmission? Is it helping me tow better? And do I feel the difference? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one way to put it, too, is say that overdrive gear is so high so tall and you're such low RPM that it's almost worthless. It downshifts anyways. When you re-gear and get that to where it should be, it's like taking that worthless overdrive gear and having a really nice low first gear. So not only does it stay in overdrive on the highway so it's not downshifting at every little slight uphill or anything like that, but it's also a lot zippier off the line. I mean, you've got, you feel that performance right off the line, so it doesn't, doesn't bog getting off, you know, taking off from every stoplight. And then, um, you know, you can look at it even in terms of, um, you know, the tow ratings that they give on new trucks with uh, different gear ratios. Like you look at the Ram 5500 series, I mean, the difference between a, one that is equipped with 430s and one that's equipped with 488s is huge. It's like 10,000 pounds or something difference in tow rating that they give it just with gearing alone. And that's a that's definitely a testament to the importance of it and yeah, capability. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, and that's not saying that you can go and put 488 gears in your stock 2500 and gain two 10,000 pound tow rating because there's other factors, you know, suspension and axle and just the truck in general that add up to that. But that's just to you know give some for comparison's sake um, that it it does make a big difference. And the the big thing is is it's it's across the board. It's not just diesel trucks by any means. I mean, 
one of our biggest ones right now is, uh, you know, not to change subjects, but it, it is applicable, is like the new Tacomas. They added a second overdrive on the third-gen Tacoma, but they didn't really gear it differently in accordance. So it's a 0.58 to 1 overdrive and 390 gears, which equates to like a 2.26 final drive. So, And it's a 3.5 liter V6. So I, I have one of these trucks. I bought it in December, and I already knew that it wasn't geared properly. But after actually owning it and driving it every day, I'm like, man, this thing sucks. It, <laughs> it's just not geared right. And so I put 488 gears in it, bone stock with stock tires, and it was awesome. Like, I picked up three to four miles per gallon. It drove, It felt like it should, you know, just off the line, like, performance-wise, you know, acceleration. But then on the highway, it would actually stay in overdrive. I could not get it to go into sixth gear on our highway here, which our highway, is, you know, near the shop is only 60 miles an hour. Wouldn't even go into sixth gear. I'd have to speed up to 70 and let off the throttle to get it to shift into sixth gear when it was brand new. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't tell you what gear it's in, so most people don't even realize that it's uh, that it's a gearing thing, and they complain about, oh, that new 3.5 liter sucks. It has no power. Well, it's really all gearing because it's 280 horsepower, and it's a small truck. It should go well. And, you know, once I re-geared it, that was the case. And so this is one of the first vehicles that we are selling gears for to stock trucks, you know, not off-road people, not towing, I mean, just, just to get them to where they should be from the factory and, and like, selling them like crazy uh, because they need it. And and I brought that one up because it's just a more extreme case. Um, same thing is going on with the Ford trucks, with the Rams, uh, the GM trucks, all the newer diesels. They have that same, all those same pressure from the EPA put on them to get the highest uh, – you know, fuel economy ratings and lowest emissions ratings and stuff like that, but they're not real-world ratings. And so you have this, I mean, look at the numbers that this, the, the diesels are making on a stock truck nowadays. You know, it should not feel like a dog. Um, so a lot of that is gearing. There's a, a ton of crossover with it on a number of different you know, ways when, when you're talking about the Tacomas. One is what happens on the gas vehicle side on the OEM level, it also translates in some ways to the diesel trucks, whether it's three quarter ton or the half ton market, the half ton yep. diesels are also something that's gaining in popularity and, and people are buying those trucks. But then also sometimes you have a diesel truck and you're towing your, your Jeep, your Tacoma, whatever it might be out to the trail. And that's what you're taking off road. So just because, you know, see, we're talking about a Tacoma or, you know, a Rubicon or something like that doesn't mean that somebody's not towing it with a Power Stroke or Cummins or a Duramax. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most, you know, I'll go to off-road events and almost everybody there also has a diesel truck, you know. <laughs> I mean, I've got several Toyotas and I've got the diesel truck and I've got diesel Toyotas. But, um, so there definitely is crossover. I've got to ask you about the diesel Toyotas. What kind of setup you got on it? Well, they just released a new diesel Tundra. No, just kidding. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, I've got so I've the one I have right now. It's it's um, an '87 Toyota Land Cruiser HJ75, non-US model. is from Australia, and it's it's what they call a troopy. And uh, what that is is a troop carrier. So 
the Land Cruiser 70 series that we never got in the U.S. It's kind of what replaced the 40 series, like FJ40. But they come in numerous configurations. So they've got a short wheelbase version, like a removable top version, a pickup truck version, a flatbed truck version, an ambulance version. And so like the ambulance version is what they call the troop carrier. And in Australia, they abbreviate everything. So they call it a troopy. Um, but it's got a pop top on it. So it's actually set up to camp out of. So it's kind of like a Volkswagen Westphalia van meets Toyota Land Cruiser you know, 4x4, four four, you know, with a uh, 4.2-liter uh, straight-six turbo diesel. Um, and the, the diesel that's in it is actually out of a later model, um, so it's, you know, direct-injected, and it's got an aftermarket turbo on it and intercooler, and so it probably makes, like, you know, 450 foot-pounds or so, um, and manual transmission, so it, it goes pretty good. <laughs> I bet it's fun. Yeah, yeah, and it gets good <laughs> mileage, too. Um, you know, it's a shame we don't have more, uh, smaller vehicles in the U S with diesels. Um, I feel like every time that the U S market tried a mid-sized vehicle with a diesel, they put it in something weird that nobody wanted to buy anyways. Um, you know, like a Jeep Liberty or a, you know, <laughs> instead of putting it in the Wrangler, they put it in the Liberty. So yeah. the only people that bought those is bought it because it was a diesel, despite it being a Liberty instead of, yeah, a Wrangler with a diesel. That's awesome. But <laughs> it seems like know. this changing a, a little bit though, with like the F one fifty. it um, is changing. And, yeah. And the GM. And then also with, uh, you know, Jeep having plans for, yeah, um, I think the, that's the great. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I've I over I've, you know, traveling overseas and stuff like that. I've I mean, diesel is uh the primary uh fuel for for most countries. Um you know, and they're nice to drive, you know, and they have late model diesels, they're quiet and they make good, you know, horsepower numbers and they get good fuel economy. Um you know, it's a shame that we don't have more of them here. You know, another guy here, uh, our sales manager, has one of those Colorado diesels, the new ones. And he's had it for about a year now, and he really likes it. Um, pretty nice commuter truck. And, you know, we've got gears for those now, too, because the same same situation on those trucks is you put a slightly bigger tire on them. And, you know, even though they do have the, low end torque of a diesel it still needs it needs to it needs to have close to the right gearing you know that was something else i was going to ask you is when you have say a, a newer model um you know diesel vehicle comes out how long does it take to go from you know kind of like with your tacoma where it was hey this thing needs some help to when the products they're in the shop on the website with distributors and people can buy it is it something that takes you know six months a year is it, or is it faster it's uh for gearing wise the Tacoma was probably one of the fastest ones that we did uh because as soon as we knew a Tacoma was coming out you know we ordered diffs from Toyota and to do the development on different gear ratios because we already knew that they were going to need gears and we're really well known in that market um on the diesel end of it well here's an example so the uh you know the aluminum super duty um, we just uh, came out with gears for those like in the past couple months. So that gives you an idea. A lot of times for the for the diesel trucks, it's usually maybe like two years. 
um, a year or two until we actually have product um, to change the gear ratio. What I thought was really cool, I think I saw it on Instagram or Facebook or both, is how you guys have packages where I think it was for, for the, uh, the Super Duties where everything's there that you need, so it's super easy to, to order. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is differentials are kind of, uh, I mean, even 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 for most shops we deal with, you know, they don't deal with the diffs and stuff like that every day. Um, there's different models, and there's a lot to it. You need, you know, four to six different part numbers uh, between ring and pinions and install kits and sometimes other things that are needed to go with it to change the gear ratio. And, you know, you need to know the models of the differentials and this and that and the other thing. And it's really difficult for not only the consumer but also your average uh, shop um, or retailer to know you know, get it right with all the part numbers and stuff like that. So we, we created gear packages for um, all the most popular later model vehicles. So it's basically one part number for uh, everything you need. So you just order that one part number and you get it and it comes with all the stuff you need and put it in or have your shop put it in and, and you're done with it. We've had a lot of listeners reach out to us when we've done gearing episodes and they they'll message us and they'll say, Hey, you know what? I, I was listening to this. I know exactly what, what they were talking about. I called them up. They answered all of my questions. It was super easy, you know, to, to get the, the parts that I needed. And so for anyone listening now, that's like, Hey, I, I can't stand how my F-250 is or how my Tacoma is, or I want to do this different. What's the best way for our listeners to be able to reach out to you guys, ask you questions, choose the right ratio you know, and, and just be able to talk with you guys and make sure they get set up correctly. Well, um, you know, the website, www.nitro-gear.com, so on our website, and then, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. Email is a great way, or they can call. Um, but, yeah, all of our sales staff, um, you know, they're not just taking orders. They know the product. They all have... Uh, they're enthusiasts and, you know, they can help them select the gear ratio that's best for their tire size and their uses. I think uh, that that's something that's so cool and unique is, you know, people I know that have called and ordered gears from you guys are like, hey, I, I asked them about a bunch of different vehicles and the guys knew exactly what I was talking about. They're like, I'm yeah. talking about my diesel truck, my Jeep. And and that's that's something that's really refreshing is knowing when you call in, like, you're talking to somebody who knows knows it because they have it. Yeah, there and there is. There's a lot to know because, I mean, we know differentials, but we have to know differentials for all types of vehicles. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of our dealers or shops that we deal with, you know, maybe it's a an off-road shop that specializes only in Toyota Land Cruisers. So they know every nut and bolt, you know, every part number, everything for, you know, one particular vehicle. Um, and so, you know, you got to know it pretty well because, uh, you know, to be able to, to sell parts and to help out somebody that's already a specialist in one field, but then you take that and then there's also the diesel guys and then there's performance, there's racing, there's just regular tranny shop repair type stuff, everything. So really it's just knowing differentials and gearing in general is, is what we pride ourselves on so that we can help 
all those people. So all they have to know is if it's gearing or diff related, they just call us or contact us, and we can sort it out from there. Well, it was really cool chatting with you today, Carl, and, and uh, there's a lot of information and a lot of cool things that that uh, you're able to shed light on with you know vehicles you have, but then also you know, for people out there that are towing or going off road or you know, just want better efficiency you know out of their vehicle. You guys got it. So we appreciate your time today chatting with us. Yeah, it was great talking with you. Thanks for having me. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to the Hunting for Horsepower event. If you go to alligatorperformance.com, you can find the page. If you want to know the start times, who's going to be there, what's going on, you can check it all out right there. And if you have any questions about gearing, make sure you hit Nitro Gear up. Those guys are more than happy to chat with you. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.